Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Kudzu Radio Hour. This is Kudzu Radio Hour number 133. This podcast was recorded on Saturday, December 19th, 2020. Our special Christmas episode. Can you believe it? Christmas is going to be here on Friday. Hard to believe in it. Time flies. Well, usually. 2020 seems to have dragged on forever, to be honest with you. What you heard at the opening of the program was the Marshall Tucker Band and Carolina Christmas in Carolina, uh, featuring uh, Chris Hicks, uh, my buddy Chris Hicks on lead vocals and lead guitar. It's really good. I like it. I hope you did too. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Like I say, uh, we'll have the boys in after a while to talk about some stuff. But right now, I just want to uh, tell you about our sponsors, just a couple of words. We want to thank them, as always. A huge thank you to Springer Mountain Farms. They have fresh chicken, responsibly raised on family farms with no antibiotics, no hormones, no steroids, no animal byproducts, none of the bad stuff. Get more information or order online at springermountain.com. SpringerMTN.com. Not only is Springer Mountain Chicken healthier, but it tastes great. And let me tell you, I just uh, heated up one of their whole birds that I got delivered to my doorstep, which you can too. This roasted turkey, it was like four pounds or so, maybe a little over four pounds, but it was pre-cooked and frozen. So all you have to do, uh, and it's roasted, and it's so good. All you got to do is thaw it out and heat it up. I mean, uh, well, man, I'm going to tell you, and the, the, uh, that chicken tastes better than any I've ever had in my life. Springer Mountain Farms. We also want to thank that little old band from L.A. called the Box Masters. Box Masters' latest album is called Light Rays, and it is good. I mean to tell you. Got songs on there like Satellite Guy, Breathe Easy, Light Rays, and uh, a great song called Learn to Be. In my humble opinion, it's the band's best album ever, and that's a lot of albums. I think they've put out about 10 over the past 10 years, or or 12 years or so. Um, But it's the best one they've ever done. I mean, it's so good. Every song is just great. You'll love it. You can buy it now. You can buy the uh, vinyl LP or the CD, or the download, or all of the above. If you want to check into it, just visit the Boxmasters website at theboxmasters.com, and be sure to follow them on social media, Facebook and Instagram, because uh, you're going to want to keep up with them. And uh, when when we get through this COVID thing, and I feel like it's going to be happening this by spring, I do believe that the Boxmasters will be, be able to do their tour. Okay, they're planning a big summer tour of the United States and Europe. How about that? That would be great. A lot of our European listeners and friends over there, you guys get ready for some fun. I guarantee you. I want to thank our other sponsor as well, the wonderful folks, Roger and Linda Earl. You know Roger is the drummer for Foghat since the very beginning the rock and roll boogie blues band. Well, Roger and Linda have their own wine now. Fog at Cellars. You've heard me talk about it a bunch of times. 
the Pinot is wonderful. The Chardonnay is great. It's all good. The wine is wonderful and affordable, I might add. So uh, you need to check that out. Uh, you, you can go to uh, foghatsellers.com or you can go to the band website at foghat.com and there's a link there as well. Uh, you can order uh, Foghat wine and have it brought straight to your doorstep. So I, I uh, implore you to uh, order some Foghat wine and some Springer Mountain Farms chicken and some Boxmasters music. <laughs> and also the Boxmasters have a bunch of swag on their website. So check into that. Have you seen the latest issue of Kudzu Magazine, number 40, cover stories on Dwayne Betts, and it's all about the Almond Betts band. Great interview with guitar slinger Billy Crane. You remember him from Henry Paul Band and from the Outlaws, and he does a bunch of solo albums, like one a year, and they're all good. There's also an interview with Bud and JD from the Boxmasters, and we dug back into the classic Kudzu interviews to get one uh, from a, several years ago that I did with Maria McKee, the wonderful singer and formerly the uh, front person of Lone Justice. Just a great singer, an interesting human being. We also present our best albums of the year and uh, just so much more stuff. You, uh, you can find it all at Kudzu, uh, www.kudzumag.com, K-U-D-Z-O-O-M-A-G.com kudzumag.com. Please go over there and check it out uh, if you haven't. And uh, we're, we'll be doing another issue before too long. So, But this one's got tons of reading in it. Also, I uh, hope you, will, you guys will check out the video channel on YouTube. Go over there and do a search for Ambassador of Southern Rock. That's me. And uh, please subscribe subscribe is just hit the subscribe button and that will help us out and it will let you know of anything new the minute it's, it's posted currently we've got several really good interviews on there including sean murphy that was with little feet roger earl of fog hat freddie salem from the outlaws and much more so yeah once again thanks for joining us and we're going to uh we're going to have some discussions today about, uh, I'm sorry, I lost my place again. Yes, <laughs> the greatest debut albums of all time, right? The greatest debut albums of all time. But first, let's do another Christmas song. How about that? I mean, yeah. Um, let's see what we've got queued up here. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a song called Santa Claus Goes Straight to the Ghetto by James Brown. How <laughs> get off the good feet. But before we do that, I'm going to play a montage, okay? This is a little montage that I put together of uh, quotes from uh, movies, Christmas movies. There's nine movies, and there's also a Christmas greeting from a famous person. So what you need to do is to name the nine movies and the celebrity that wished Christmas. 
and email it to kudzumag at yahoo.com. K-U-D-Z-O-O-M-A-G, kudzumag at yahoo.com. And subject line, put contest. And the first, uh, the first person that sends us an email at that address and correctly identifies all this is going to receive a special prize pack from the Kudzu prize closet. And it's going to be a little bit of a surprise, but uh, we will, once we pick a winner, we'll let you know what the prize is and you'll, you'll have it coming, coming straight to you, man. Just like that. So, uh, yeah, once again, just write down all of the movie titles, nine of them, and uh, the celebrity that wished us a Merry Christmas. And email it to contest, uh, well, nope, nope, kudzumag at yahoo.com and put contest in the subject line. Exactly. Just like that. All right. Here's James Brown. We're going to be right back with more music right after this. It's Christmas Eve. It's, it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. We, we, we smile a little easier. We, 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 we share a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. Santa's coming. There's so much Eating, to do. drinking, shitting, fucking son. My father worked in profanity the way other artists might work in oils or clay. It was his true medium, a master. Hey, Where I come from, we didn't celebrate Christmas. Not because we were Jewish, but because my dad was a worthless, coward fucking asshole whose idea of a present was a daily punch to the back of the head. There it is. The holy grail of Christmas gifts, the Red Rider 200-shot range model air rifle. And there he is, Red Rider himself. In his hand was the knurled stock of as coolly deadly looking a piece of weaponry as ever I had laid out. It was flattened to the icebox. He took the Who's Feast. He took the Who Pudding. He took the Roast Beast. He cleaned out the icebox as quick as a flash. Why, that Grinch even took the last can of Who. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. I'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year. Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Hitch up your reindeer uh, Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Fill every stocking you find The kids are gonna love you so uh, Leave a toy for Johnny Leave a doll for Mary Leave something pretty for Donnie And don't forget about Gary Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Tell him James Brown sent you 
straight to the ghetto You know that I know what you will see Cause that was once me Hit it Hit it You see mothers And so brothers Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus Oh Lord Go straight to the ghetto Fill every stocking you find The kids are gonna love you so Fill every stocking you find They know that they need you so I'm begging you Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto If anyone wanna know Tell them Hank Ballard told so Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Never thought I'd realize I'd be singing a song With water in my eyes Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Don't leave nothing for me I've had my chance, you see Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus, a soul brother needs so Santa Claus. Well, that's a good one to kick it off right there. The Godfather of Soul, James Brown, baby. Woo! Santa Claus goes straight to the ghetto. Ah, have mercy. I like it. All right. Well, I want to welcome uh, my partners in crime to the big show here. You know them. You love them. You can't live without them. One of them from Massachusetts, wherever the hell that is. <laughs> I'm in South Carolina, so what would I know? Billy Eli's right there. Also, all the way from Austin, Texas, home of the greatest music this side of Austin, Austin Texas. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> is Jimmy, Jimmy Hemphill. Jim Hemphill. <laughs> Jimmy Hemphill and sure, Patrick sure. Beach. What's going on, Buff? Not much, hey, man. Son of a beach. I'm so glad. I just love saying son of a beach. The um Yeah, I'm I'm sure he's never heard that before. No, ever. Not it's ever. It's a new yeah. one. It's all fresh. It's just like, you know, I just wrote a story about a virus that gets out and oh, never mind. Okay. Sorry, Mr. King. I'm just kidding. It's not yeah. a joke. No, uh, son of a son of a beach is like a fruitcake. It never it never goes bad. You know, right. like, uh, <laughs> like a fruitcake. <laughs> oh, break out your break out that other half of your Claxton fruitcake you you've know, had since last Christmas. Or the Christmas, you know, nineteen seventy two. They should, uh, that's really where they should they should be doing analysis of fruitcakes now looking for a good COVID cure. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That probably is in the fruitcake there. Everything almost, else. Almost certainly. <laughs> well, um, it's uh it's that time that time of the day, folks, when we do our little uh get our little beer. game. And Billy's got one little, and I've got get a one. Beer. <laughs> Billy's got one and I've got one. We're gonna do uh a, a, a sort of a half a dolly thing. 
just uh, I think Billy's going to ask all of us a question, and then I've got one to ask all of you. So, ha ha, Billy, you go first. What's your okay. question? Here's here's uh here's my uh question. Uh, your favorite Doug Psalm track, not not song or but like recorded track you know so it could be a it's a, it, it would be like a particular cut of a particular album maybe it doesn't even have to be a doug song it doesn't have to be something he wrote it could be something he covered uh, but but uh your favorite your favorite doug song track all right who's going first uh let jim go first so he can get back to watching the game all right uh <laughs> i'm gonna say Give back the key to my heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, a good one. Oh That's yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Buff. Oh me? Oh uh, well, it's kind of a tie. Um, I always liked the quintet's version of uh, "She's About a Mover." Um, mm -hmm. It's always fun, but I also love, love, love uh, his rendition of "Is Anybody Going to San Antonio?" Especially the one with the tornadoes. Uh, I love that a lot, too. So, anyway. So to answer that question, both of them. Yeah, I like both of them. Yeah. Yep. What you say about like sooner, sooner score? No, no. They just jumped offside and it didn't get called. Uh, wow, the coach really? is going crazy. I thought I was on mute. Sorry about that. I'll put myself on mute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for anybody that hadn't figured it out, Jim's watching. Jim's watching the Big Twelve championship with uh, uh, Iowa State and OU, and that's uh, the big. That's the Dr Pepper Big Twelve championship. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, and and I no longer live in Austin, but it, if you ever lived in, in Texas, really anywhere, you you know OU sucks. OU sucks. <laughs> so so even if you're not a, a fan of the clones. Oh, you still sucks, <laughs> and uh, and and Jim is Jim ha, has uh, agreed today, man, to to make the sacrifice of keeping an eye on the game while we're doing the podcast. So, Patrick, uh, best uh, your favorite or best or most thought of Doug song track? Well, of course, uh, since Charlie Pride died a week ago, everybody's had San Antonio on their mind, and yeah. and song was song was best known for the groove of course and the ballads not so much but a song of his or at least i hope he wrote it uh that's a ballad kind of is she never spoke spanish to me off the first texas tornadoes oh uh, yeah he didn't write that uh butch but it's still a really really good song it is, oh, it and, is. And, uh, and we were talking about a track not a song i mean right because right. the track i'm gonna pick isn't one he wrote even though you know i could make a t top 20 list of just stuff he wrote so you're going with the uh, she never spoke Spanish to me. That's that's right. okay. Uh, and and Buff, you went with what? San Antonio. Well, it was time between San Antonio and she's about a mover. I like both of those. Yeah, I'm going with off of that uh, Return of Wayne Douglas album. He did a he did uh this made my Bob Dylan list uh a week or so ago. Uh, Love Minds Zero No Limit. He did a great version. Oh of yeah. That. yeah, and uh yeah. For, uh. For Doug Shun, uh, son Shandon, who uh, was a drummer, uh, he played with the Meat Puppets and he played with uh, Pariah. And I was I was chatting with him on Facebook a couple of days ago, and I told him this was going to be my question. And 
Uh, his his favorite track of Sir Dogs is "Can You Dig My Vibrations." So, got that in there, and uh, yeah, man, we you know what we ought to do an episode just on uh, Doug Som and the bands he was in. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I, I'm going to be honest and put be very transparent and tell you I, I know I knew the songs I talked about. I knew, but I don't know that much about him. And I got on youtube last night and was uh watching like doug Som at uh austin city limits or uh and then there was this hour-long documentary where somebody was just sitting down and talking to him and uh it's kind of like something i didn't really I, I haven't been that exposed to his stuff uh, other than the the huge hits he's got he's i'll tell you something i've noticed uh, about you know i mean uh me and jim and, and and patrick are obviously really big fans of his and and in the case of me and jim uh the, the style the kind of the way he melded styles has influenced the way that we write and play but one of the things that i've noticed about uh when you talk about uh Sir Doug with, with people and they'll go, well, I don't know him that, I, you know, I don't really know that much about him. And then when they start finding out stuff about him, they're like, oh yeah, no, I knew that. Oh, wait, I know, I know that song. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. You know, I mean, they know it. They just, they don't know. One of the things that, that I, I find really admirable about the way that he did things with the, with the phases in his career, you know, man, there's great recordings of him doing just straight up 12 bar blues shuffles. He sounds... He sounds like a straight up, just, you know, Delta Blues band, bump, and they pull it off. And then they do psychedelic Tex-Mex pop. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they pull it off, you know. It, it, I mean, man, he had, for lack of, uh, for lack of any word that kind of encompasses all that, he had real touch with the way that they recorded and played things, man. It was great. But we should do a... Man, I like at some point for us to do an episode of, you know, a full episode on that. So we should move along now. That would be a good idea. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, my question to all three of you, and uh, this is uh, don't even think about it too much. The don't greatest, worry. <laughs> the greatest <laughs> punk rock song ever, the greatest punk rock song ever, Billy Eli. Uh, I want to be sedated. <laughs> yeah, baby. I mean, how can, you know, I mean, that's just the whole damn thing in a nutshell, right? Yeah. I want to I be sedated. All right, that's good. Jim. Same band, different song, Rockaway Beach. Woo, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to be all remotes? Uh, Patrick. Probably. No, <laughs> it's Speaking not. of Rockaway Beach, Patrick. I I love Rockaway Beach. My, my first band in high school covered that, but I'm going with uh clamp down by the clash Woo! great oh, choice. Really good choice man there's no wrong Woo! choices yeah. <laughs> well i had three so i'm i'm trying to pick out which one i i'm gonna have to say i want to be your dog by the stooges because oh yeah because that, really good choice, that was 69 man. and that was like the beginning you know that should that should have been on that list we did a, a week or so ago. The best uh, first lines in rock and roll history, uh -huh. man. Because what's better than I'm so messed up? I still don't here. know what to do. I've got, I've got <laughs> to say my I've got to say my runners up with Blit, Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones and God Save the Queen by the Pistols. Yeah, that, uh, that, that, that that first line of "I want to be your dog" is the 1969 equivalent of "You up." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
The Stooges, <laughs> man. Yeah, they um, uh, one of the publicists informed me about a week ago that he's sending me a a new box set to review of the Stooges. I mean, I didn't realize they had that much uh, material. I think it's like five CDs. Uh, if that accidentally got sent to my house, I wouldn't mind. You could be lucky like you were with the cream book, right? It is yeah. the season and all that. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I send it, please send it to Pat. You're shaking your head. Are there is a 24 30 point game? No, Iowa State had the ball on the 10 yard line and threw an interception in the end zone. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, Just there's a rule when you're an Iowa State fan, you can't have nice things. Yeah, you know, man, I mean, you guys might want to be used to that. I mean, because what baseball teams you, you you know, the football, the Vikings, and yeah. Just, well, no. I've been an Iowa State fan for more than 40 years. I'm used to it. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, we're coming to that part of the program now that's uh, – Where I get a beer. Where, yeah, where we get beers. Uh, <laughs> no, it's actually uh, – we're going to talk about um, – oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I lost my train of thought. We did, uh, we did that. What are we supposed to do next? Recommendations. Recommendations. Thank you. I'm going to take care of my goofy call, man. I'll be back. Yeah, you go ahead because I'm going to do the same thing in a minute, but I've got to uh, say the recommendations. It's, uh, you know, that gum, man. It seems like I looks like I accidentally, I've got it. My my recommendation for today is, uh, oddly enough, graphic novels i've been reading these uh i started with volume one there's four volumes of the complete walking dead compendium yes uh volume one is a thousand pages and uh the thing about it it's all in black and white and the thing about it is it's completely different i mean not completely but pretty much different than what the tv series was and if you can think if you can even imagine it being more morbid and more gross, but, uh, and a whole lot more vile, um, because of course on network TV, they're not, they're not going to curse like Billy Eli, you know, but what they do in the comic, book, <laughs> they do in the comic book. And, uh, it was really great. So like I said, I just finished volume one and, uh, it just, it goes on and on and on. It's very interesting. The Walking Dead compendium. Is that, am I saying that word right? Compendium. Sure. I'm not. Sure. I'm not a. I'm not. You know. I just. I say I'm a writer, but really I don't know that many big words. Uh, honestly. Anyway, uh, recommendations. And uh, while you two guys do yours, I'm gonna run and get me a drink. A drink. So go ahead, uh, Jim. You want to do it? Sure. Yeah. Um, if you're not one of the 1 million plus people who subscribe to Rick Beato's YouTube channel or haven't checked it out, you should. So my recommendation is a YouTube channel guy named Rick Beato, who is uh, an exceptionally gifted guitarist, um, a music theory guy, has a master's degree in jazz guitar, uh, produced a bunch of, uh, you know, kind of alt rock hard rock bands in the 90s has a couple of 
uh, platinum albums as a producer. He actually wrote a no, co-wrote a number one country single, strangely enough, and he's got a nice video on that. And uh, he does all kinds of stuff. One of his one of his uh, best features is called uh, "What Makes This Song Great," and he gets multi tracks. Love of, those, love those of of, of well known songs and isolates different parts of it and uh, talks about the bass line, the guitar line, the, the keyboards, the drums, the vocals, and all that. And it's kind of like Netflix's Song Exploder for people who are even more music nerds than, than people who watch Song Exploder. Uh, but he also has done one-offs like, um, you know, the 10 best or 20 best guitar intros, the 20 best drum intros. He's done a lot of uh, really cool videos. Uh, and he, some of them go deep into theory and some of them are just kind of entertaining. Uh, and he doesn't play guitar much on his on this channel, he's got a subsidiary channel where he plays more. He's an unbelievably fluid guitarist. He is a, a remarkably gifted player. And, uh, and so he's just a cool guy and he just sits in his basement studio in Atlanta and, uh, and does these videos. He decided to stop producing records and start doing YouTube videos. And he's been very, very successful. Check him out. It looks like Beato, B-E-A-T-O, Rick Beato. Check it out. The really cool thing about those song breakdowns is it, it makes you think about, because it's all about what makes this song work, what's cool about it, what's unusual about it. And you, you only have to watch a handful of those and you think about your own writing differently. Yeah, it, and, and the way <coughs> records are put together, the way records, right. the way producers make choices and musicians make choices. It's a really, really cool stuff. Well, in the spirit of the season, I have a cornucopia overflowing with recommendations this week starting with slicing up eyeballs has a 75 track alternative holiday playlist that you can dial up on slicingupeyeballs.com including rem the cure uh bad religion of all bands and a very special christmas version of tommy two-tones 8675309 <laughs> for real for real 75 tracks it'll keep you busy the whole day you're cooking on christmas day or whatever <clears throat> my second recommendation is i i i can't not mention this the second drive-by truckers album of the year came out just yesterday it's called the new okay and they didn't have anything else to do this year so they put out two records i don't think bob pollard feels too threatened by that but it's just out and i'm waiting on my vinyl copy which should be here finally uh Speaking of true crime, which I so frequently do, my wife and I last week watched this just insane true crime documentary called Abducted in Plain Sight. It's about this girl who lived with her Mormon family in the 70s in a little town in Idaho. And they had a, they had a friend from church who ingratiated himself or insinuated himself into the family because he was obsessed with one of their daughters, who at the time was 12 years old. It's just a never-ending buffet of bizarre and incredulous and how could these people be so naive and so gullible and so stupid. And this friend of the family abducted this girl first when she was 12, brought her back after a few weeks, and then did it again a couple of years later. It is just, like I said, it's just a buffet of weirdness. And you, my wife and I were screaming at the television because these people were such idiots. But the filmmakers <laughs> interview all of the principals except the perp. 
the, the the parents, uh, the victim, the other siblings, everybody but the perp for reasons I probably shouldn't get into. But the movie is called Abducted in Plain Sight. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Very cool. Well, um, Billy's still MIA. So, uh, oh, there he is. I don't there know. he comes. I'll see if he gets here in time to do his recommendations. Well, nope, he's leaving again. There he goes. No, he Mike. did it. He did. He did a Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, lost my shins in the war. Um, Hi, day we tied an onion on our belt, which was the custom of the time. That's right. Well, I, I am trying to decide whether to wait till he comes back to his station or not. Well, in the meantime, uh. Well, let's see. He might be coming. He might be. He might be. Let's go ahead. He's looking at his phone. For those of you who are not watching on video, Billy is like talking into his phone. And there he goes again. He's leaving. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Grandpa Simpson. Uh, We're going to play a song and then we're going to come back with our, uh, the meat and potatoes part of our program. What I'm going to play next is a Christmas song that you just going to love it. It's by Bob Dylan. This uh, Bob Dylan's Christmas album, which I was not even aware of, and you know maybe I shouldn't have ever become aware. Of it. I'm just kidding. I love Bob, but a great old song called "Must Be Santa." This is Dylan getting happy on Christmas on the Kudzu Radio Hour. Ching. <laughs> Who's got a beard that's long and white? Santa's got a beard that's long and white. Who comes around on special night? Santa comes around on special night. Special night, beard that's white. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Santa Claus. Who wears boots and suit of red? Santa wears boots and suit of red. Who wears a long cap on his head? Santa wears a long cap on his head. Cap on his suit of red. Special night, beard that's white. Nixon, 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 Nixon,
Santa, Santa Claus, and uh, man, if that don't put you in the Christmas spirit, there's a problem. Uh, I am uh, tickled pink today that we're going to be talking about the greatest debut albums of any artist in any genre, and once again, you know, I got into working on this, and I said to myself, self, I said, you did it again. You, you got one that's just impossible to narrow down to five. But whatever, you know, went ahead and did it anyway. So uh, let's see. We'll go ahead and I'll let one of you guys do yours first. Let's see. Well, let's say Pat for last. So let's, Jim, you go ahead. Sure, sure. Yeah, you're right. That This is a, you know, this is a category that there's so many candidates and I'm not going to go through all my honorable mentions because we'd be here all day. Uh, but the one, the one I do want to say is my it would uh, that would be on my list were it not for my self-imposed limiting rules would be Trace by Sunvolt, which I think is a fantastic album. Yep. But it's but you know Jay Farrar had been around and had done great stuff in Uncle Tupelo, and so when I think of a debut album, I think of one that come, that is more kind of an out of nowhere record. And, you know, people expected great things from both Sunvolt and Wilco, and they both did great things. Um, but to me, you know, that's not the spirit of a debut record. So that's not going to be on my list. So going roughly geographically working without notes or without a net, let me see if I can come up with five. And also, you know, because a lot of the early rock and roll stuff that I love, you know, back in the, you know, the fifties, early sixties, Albums were not a form of, of rock and roll expression. Singles were. So my first record is, is a mid, mid to late 60s record. And that's uh, Are You Experienced by the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Because you want to talk about a bolt out of the blue from nowhere that was just something completely different. That was Hendrix and his group. Um, no one had played like that before. To me, no one's played like that since. There have been imitators, but never anyone who's bested the originator. And the songs were great, too. The songs were great, too. You know, Foxy Lady, Purple Haze. Uh, I'd always been kind of partial to the second experience record, Axis Bold as Love. But really, the first one was, was just so impactful and had so, such great stuff on it. And it's no accident that, you know, I think more than half of the Jimi Hendrix Experience Smash Hits album is stuff from that first record. So it that's is. my first. Yeah, yeah. My next one, can't leave this one out. The self-titled debut by the New York Dolls. Um, you know, I, I, I thought about putting the Stooges in there, but really to me, their second record was better than their first. So I went ahead and, and went with the Dolls. 
just a great mashup of of garage rock, butter gutter punk, glam rock. Just at such a uh, with with obvious affection for fifties and sixties girl group stuff. It was just and you know unleashing Johnny both Johnny Thunders and David Johansson on the world was really something. And so the you know one of my favorite bands. I've talked to about them a ton on this show. Uh, so the New York Dolls debut is is my next one. In a very similar vein, number three, going roughly chronologically, the first Ramones album. Uh, again, cost about $6,000 to make in a time when Fleetwood Mac was spending a million dollars and taking two years to make records. And it's, it's, I think I think you added I think you added an, an extra zero to that. <laughs> to which one, Fleetwood Mac or the remote? No, six hundred dollars. <laughs> no, I think it was, no, it was six thousand dollars. I think was the figure, and that was a big yeah. deal back then in '76 because to make a record for six thousand dollars was unthinkable. Uh, you can do it for a lot less these days because of technology. But um, they, uh, you know, and it's better than any Fleetwood Mac record ever. So, uh, so they, you know, that's my personal favorite Ramones album is their third album, Rocket to Russia, which included yeah. Rockaway Beach, which we just talked about earlier in the show. But that first record, uh, kicking off with Blitzkrieg Bop, Beat on the Brat with a baseball bat, just it's just a great, <laughs> great record and a, and a great debut. And it started something that, you know, what, what I like to say now is I like bands if they sound like they've heard the Ramones. They don't have to be punk rock. They could be any kind of rock and roll band or country band, but they need to sound like they've heard the Ramones. Uh, they need to sound like the, that you know, the Ramones existed. There's a book out, a very slim volume called Why the Ramones Matter that my wife got me for Christmas last year. That's a great book. And it talks a lot about the impact they had. So that's, that's Ramones. The next, the num the fourth one in roughly chronological order. It's 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 a pretty obvious one, but it's the first Cars record. Um, sounds like a greatest hits record. Uh, all the songs are terrific. Uh, uh, the hits were on side one, but side two is just freaking fantastic as well. Has more atmospheric stuff on it as well as some rockers. Um, it's just, it's just a fantastic record and everyone knows that and everyone has it. And it, it, it was kind of, you know, you, the, the, the guys with feathered hair driving around in Camaros, uh, could love it. And the, you know, those of us who liked, uh, a little bit more off center stuff, dug it as well. Uh, obviously one of my favorite guitar players, uh, in the world, Elliot Easton, who turned 67 last week, the same day that Keith Richards turned 77, um, Top to bottom, great record. Uh, and then my number five chronologically is, you know, when you're talking about debut records, again, this is a record that came out of nowhere. It meets all the criteria for a great debut record, including that this band has never topped it. It's the best record this band has ever put out. It's by a band that I like, but this record I love, love, love. The first Pretenders album. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just just amazing you know the the ones that got most airplay were brass and pocket and the remake of stop your sobbing by the kinks but those are to me among the weaker if there are any weak tracks on the record the way the record kicks off with precious and tattooed love boys and up the neck and the phone call 
Jeez, just total, total, total balls to the wall, if I could use that phrase. Sorry, oh, yeah. Chrissy. Uh, rock and roll. Great band, great songs, charismatic and fantastic front woman who also is a great rhythm guitar player. And James Honeyman Scott's fantastic playing uh, as lead guitarist kind of puts it over the top. And, and they didn't sound like anybody else. They did. They didn't. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. They had their own sound. They were, uh, you know, and they're still, you know, Chrissy's still hanging in there. Martin Chambers is still playing, is back playing drums with them. They still do good stuff. But that first record, my God, it was just, I listened to it pretty frequently to this day. Uh, and it's just a, just fantastic. And, and it is a classic debut record. So that's my number five. Man, wow. I'll tell you, Excellent. that's a good, Excellent. that's a great list. That uh, that list. Pretenders <clears throat> album changed my life, man. Uh, and that song, Kid, I just love that. Stop your sobbing, all that. You know, of course, Brass in the Pocket, like you said, is a big hit, but um, it was my least favorite on there. Uh, that song, Precious, uh, or she's, huh. I think she mentioned Howard the Duck in that. <laughs> Which is really cool. You would um, know. My, uh, my, my, my list, uh, you, since Jim basically duplicated two of mine, um, Ooh. I've got, I've got, um, extras. So, uh, I, I did originally say, uh, Hendrix, are you experienced? And also, um, the uh, pretenders. So I'm going to move on down to the others because they're all good. Uh, my first one I'm going to say is from 1976 and it's the debut by blondie uh it included the song x offender and ripper to shreds little girl lies this is when blondie was straight up i mean more punk much more punk before they entered into the machine you know that turned them into a kind of a what i, was I can't even say disco band but it kind of did and they started doing all that disco stuff but i love that whole punk attitude of that album and the the one after plastic letters as well uh, i got a, i got a, i got a blondie joke for you because i follow oh, chris yeah. stein on, i follow chris stein on twitter yeah and me he too. said he Go said ahead. yesterday you may have seen this yesterday he said he said the covid the covid vaccine isn't going to have a microchip it's going to have the new u2 album <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah hey you're gonna drop it through the vaccine that's a great way to, that's a new way to drop an album sorry um, to interrupt that's all right. No problem. Um, these mine are sort of in order, but they're really not in order. But anyway, another one that I found to be a life changer for me was by a guy from Jersey named Springsteen. And it was uh, greetings from Asbury Park, 1973, including the definitive version of Blinded by the Light before Manfred Mann screwed it up. Just my opinion. I'm sorry. Uh, I thought the lyrics and all were just brilliant. Um, I don't know what drugs he was on when he wrote it, but whatever it was, please send me some in the mail. Uh, the um, Blinded by the Light. And uh, of course, one of my favorite Springsteen songs is on that uh, Growing Up. Just love that entire album and greetings from Esbury Park, New Jersey. And it just completely, oddly enough, I bought, I heard about Bruce somehow and I bought Born to Run and Greetings the same day and it was weeks later before I got the second album, The Wild, the Innocent, E Street Shuffle. 
but after that, I was just locked in for life with Bruce. What can I say? He's just so good. Uh, for all my Southern rock followers, I've got to say that, and from all my hometown people, Spartanburg, South Carolina, uh, Marshall Tucker Band's debut, 1973, Capricorn Records, produced by my friend, Paul Hornsby, who is also my record producer. Well, he's one of my record producers. One of them is Jim Hemphill, but the other one is Paul Hornsby. <laughs> and the, uh, Paul Hornsby uh, produced it and played on it. Of course, you know, everybody's heard Can't You See a Blue Million Times from that album and Take the Highway and Hillbilly Band and that song Rambling on My Mind. And they always tended to put in the first albums, they started to, they would put a gospel type song. So that one had, I just tell them my Jesus told me so, which is really a fun song. So Marshall Tucker band, uh, down to my other two, one of my favorite artists of all time in, in the entire world in this universe and many others is Kate Bush. So her debut, the kick inside from 1979, uh, I didn't know what to think at first. I don't, didn't know if I really liked her voice or hated it. <laughs> it just kind of blew me away. I bought it because the cover, she was so drop dead gorgeous on the cover. And I heard a little bit about her, but I got so hooked on her uh, songwriting and singing. Um, great songs like her big <laughs> hit, she, a huge hit in England uh, with Wuthering Heights. And, uh, then the, the man with the child in his eyes and a song called moving and one called the saxophone song. Even to this day, I've got everything Kate ever put out and she's done some great stuff, but nothing in my opinion will ever top the songs that she did on the kick inside. And oddly enough, she wrote a lot of those songs when she was wrote a lot of those songs, when she's like 14 years old mm -hmm. and then recorded it 19 and, uh, so just a prodigy, you know, uh, I'll be a beautiful prodigy, but that's okay too. I won't hold that against her. Um, I guess my number one has to be, yeah, it has to be gilded palace of sin by the flying, flying burrito brothers. Of course. 69. It's like a sequel to bird, uh, sweethearts of the rodeo or sweetheart of the rodeo by the birds. It's kind of like a sequel, in my opinion. Uh, love Graham Parsons. Love, 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 love Graham Parsons. I love all those guys in the band. I love Sneaky Pete. One of the greatest interviews I ever had was with Sneaky Pete. Um, the songs, the Hot Burrito 1 and 2, um, the, I think it's number 2 is the one that I used to sing, uh, You May Be Sweet and Nice, all that kind of stuff. I used yep. to do that all the time. and I just love that song. Wheels, Sin City, Christine's Tune. Uh, and covering the dead pen songs like Dark End of the Street and Do Right mm -hmm. Woman. Oh, my God, what a perfect album. Woo, Gilded Palace of Sin, You Rock My World. I'm glad, you had that one. I'm glad you had that one in there, Buff, because, uh, again, if I didn't have my self-imposed narrowing rules, I would have put that on there. You know, I figured, you know, like you said, uh, uh, Graham Parsons had already made noise with the birds on Sweetheart of the Rodeo and everything, so I thought, you know, that but it's such a great record and it would, it would be on my pure list of, of debut records as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, a friend of mine uh, who lives up in Maryland uh, works for the government 
and uh, he calls me every day or two and he wants recommendations, you know, of books. He reads a lot and music. So I had recommended that he read the uh, Chris Hellman book that I recommended a few weeks ago and he did. He said he sat down and read the whole thing in one sitting and it was just blown away by Hellman's, uh, you know, it's like he said, Hellman's like a conduit that connected just multiple musicians from all over the place. And, you know, it's just amazing how he played with so many people and it just, you know, his, his, uh, legacy is really, really important. Just like, uh, Graham's and everybody else's, but anyway, uh, well, I guess we'll go on to Pat, uh, Billy may or may not even make it back. Who knows? Uh, he'll, he'll come in at the last minute. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, here, he here he comes. Here he comes. Here he comes. Here he comes. Nice. That's all. You're right. He is doing that Simpson thing. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, I'm locked and loaded. Go ahead. You know, I'm, not, right. I'm not. I'm not very good at math. That's why I'm a journalist. Yeah. Uh, in, instead of an engineer. Yeah, I'm not either. But but also I heard uh, that six is the new five. So I've got six before <clears throat> before I jump in. There's an album that's staring us right in the face. And that is never mind the bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols. Yeah, it's a, it's on a it's, lot of polls too. Isn't it's it? a perfect. It's a perfect record. It sounds like a million bucks. Of course, it wasn't. It wasn't a big splashy. Nobody had ever heard of this band moment because it was a collection of singles and and other stuff that they wrote for the album. But man, oh man, does it still hold up? And of course, uh, along those lines, on this side of the pond, as we say. Yes, of course, the first Ramones album changed everything. Absolutely changed everything. In fact, arguably started British punk. Uh, you know, yeah. everybody everybody who heard the Ramones, uh, whether in England or in the United States, started a band. And uh, it was kind of remarkable that, that they were signed to Sire immediately. Sire had some really good A&R people at the time, and they signed some excellent, excellent bands very, very early on. But that's a perfect record. It's like 35 minutes, if that. I was uh, talking with my son about who was and was not going to make it onto this list, and I was arguing hard for Sorry Ma, Forgot to Take Out the Trash, the first album by The Replacements. But Joe, my son, said, if it hadn't been for the first album, the first Ramones album, the replacements never would have happened. And he's right. He's absolutely right. Um, closer to where you are, Buff, um, Murmur by R.E.M. Everything about that band, everything about what that band would ever be is fully formed in that first long playing record. Again, not an earth-shaking, never-heard-of-this-band debut because they put out a single for Headtown, the original yeah. version of Radio for Europe, and Chronic Town, the EP for IRS. But their first long player is definitely one of the best full-length debuts oh, of really? all time. Yeah. Then, uh, speaking of uh, records that changed the world and everybody who heard them started a band, The Velvet Underground and Nico. The Banana Peel album, you know, um, so, so out of sync with the times. Uh, So, so in places, angry, uh, wallowing in the gutter, talking about S&M and scoring drugs and waiting to score drugs and and, uh, staying up all night and watching the sunrise on a Saturday morning. It's just 
gorgeous and in places it's kind of a beautiful mess but more more beautiful than messy i have pretty much everything the velvet underground ever did every box every iteration of every album even the not so good live albums and uh that's the one i still go back to because it's just just proto punk perfection not unlike the the first stooges record right my number one uh, you know what i'm not wait what, that's one two <laughs> one two three four i was five. told there would be no math uh oh yeah i had six that's right i get i get to cheat <laughs> unknown pleasures joy division uh completely different sound coming out of manchester than than in uh london and other places including wales uh, at the time unknown pleasures was part of that factory record scene just pretty uh, mechanical and cold and of course like most joy division fans uh ian curtis was long dead before i even heard of him or joy division so you know the end of the story you know he hangs himself at the age of 21 when they're about to go on their first american tour and you can't keep knowing that from informing your listening of the songs uh, which which makes it a different experience, but it also enhances it in a way, and also in a way makes it more chilling. Unknown pleasures. My number one. Is... Everything that band did was freaking great. By the way, everything. Oh, yeah, they, they they had a live version, an eighteen minute live version of Sister Ray by the Velvets. You know, I love it. Yeah, and it's great. My number one is number one record by Big Star. The most perfect power pop record ever made everything about except, that record except for their second record radio city <laughs> well we we can we can have a sidebar about whether which of the two is better but uh talk about an explosion talk about a record that changed the world obviously not for many years later when they were busted up and dissolute and alex chilton was washing dishes in uh in a restaurant in new orleans but man the, the fact that those records were rediscovered as it happens when i was in college i remember buying uh number one record in radio city on vinyl at the the college record store we all went to and i was like wow i never heard anything like this but this explains game theory <laughs> and every other band i'm listening yeah. to right now true true <laughs> the songs are great the the vocals are great the harmonies are great and the guitars sound just like you want them to sound i remember hearing that snotty uh stratocaster sound where, where you put the pickup switch between the the middle pickup and the bridge pickup and you get that absolutely uh just unique uh strat sound it's like that's how i want my guitar to sound and i only have one stratocaster but it's pretty much always set on that setting because I want to sound like Big Star. Big Star, number one record. Set mine on eleven. Uh, yeah. that's, a good, that's a good list. You know, you you mentioned Pat a um, an album that you know when you mentioned the Pistols album, I kept that kept going through my mind too. And sure. there was another one that none of us named that um, really should get some uh, love, and that was. Uh, Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. Yeah, it's because a terrific sound. It kind of changed the world when that came yeah. out. Yeah. And it was yeah. like the last, it was the last really huge album that was committed to tape. Yeah. It was the, la the last gigantic pre digital album. 
That's true. Well, I think they're yeah. all good lists. No, good list. Um, yeah. One one thing about this that Sex Pistols record. I was just talking with my wife about this the other day about about the Pistols and and that record. And I said, you know, if you take off Johnny Rotten's vocals, that is a solid hard rock album. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you could you know you you can talk about punk rock, but it it's it was just you know certainly Johnny's snotty, fantastic vocals really make that record but that was a damn good hard rock band steve yeah. jones was yeah. so yeah. tight there th- that that oh, yeah. record has lots of guitar overdubs and steve jones is just in the pocket all the time uh yep. paul yep. cook was a was a was a really good drummer and uh you know most of the bass parts were played either by uh well actually most of them i think were played by steve jones uh, yeah they were so um you know, just really solid, tight, in-the-pocket hard rock. And then you've got that, you know, you've got that very unique Johnny Rotten thing on top of it. It's just, it's a great record. It really it is. I was, a, it I is. was in, a, uh, I was in a, fa- a fantasy discussion uh, online one day uh, where people were saying, take the music of one band and change the singer. And somebody, somebody had said uh, uh, the Pistols album, uh, instead of Johnny Lydon singing, have Ronnie James Dio as the vocalist. <laughs> hey, why not? Why not? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm like, I love Dio. I mean, I just think he was one of the greatest singers. Yeah. Powerful. You know, Jim, another thing about that record is for as, for as threatening and as anti-establishment as they were, as, you know, it's, it's this, the Queen Silver Jubilee, let's stick our finger in her eye. It is an expertly and obviously commercially produced record. They wanted yeah, it to be huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about bands that wouldn't have happened without other bands. And certainly the Ramones were a huge influence, but I don't know if the Pistols would have happened. And if they had, they certainly wouldn't have sounded the same without the New York Dolls. Mm-hmm. Because Steve Jones was a huge Johnny Thunders fan. Right. And you can hear that in the playing. And they were big Stooges fans as well. So, right. uh, you know, all that. You know, one one that we didn't that no one mentioned. I thought Patrick might is the first Cheap Trick album. Oh um, yeah, yeah. W- which is an amazingly great record, and it's it's a straight up hard rock album. I mean, uh, it's got a couple of power pop tunes on it, but it is uh, the most hard rock, straight hard rock record they ever made, and it's 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 different than their next two records. I think it's equally as good. I think all the the first three Cheap Trick albums hold a very Special place for me, but uh, but that first record was uh, is often overlooked. But it was a great, great record. And it it's strange. It's it is really deeply, weird. Deeply weird. <laughs> it is deeply weird. Yeah, I remember that when I first heard it too. I thought that was the strangest thing. The I mean, Richard Starkweather. Uh, Daddy should have stayed in high school. Daddy should have stayed in high school is one of the weirdest freaking songs ever. It's disturbing and weird and great all of the time. Amazing, amazing. No, I, I I got that guy's name right. What's the name of the guy who killed all those nurses? Uh, uh, uh Richard Speck. Speck, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chicago. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, guys. Uh, I think we're gonna. Well, Billy, it's really gonna sit down now, right? As I was getting ready to say, I give up. I was totally giving up on him. I was ready to just close everything out, and here he is. 
Now he's back right before we cut him off. Just, I mean, in 10 seconds later, he wouldn't have been here, but you know, we're so glad Billy Eli's back. So now that we finished everything, Billy. Oh, good. Yeah. You got, do you have, did you have, uh, uh, any de debut albums you wanted to list? Uh, no, I have nothing. I was talking to Griffey. I know we knew, but, but, uh, Jim had, uh, made the observation. Would y'all like to talk about what Griffey had for lunch today? Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, we were talking about you, the way that you would walk back into the room and then turn around and leave. I, would, I, I kept trying to ring off, and then he, yeah. and then he kept having more to say. Jim said it was like a, a Homer Simpson's dad when he would come into the room and then turn around and leave. Yeah, kind of. Oh, is that what the little cartoon was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. Hey, uh, well, we had some. Uh, we had some. Uh, sorry, you missed the. You can go back and listen to the recording, but we, yeah. had, we had some really. I'm, I'm not good going to. Debut album. Put that on your list. Good uh, debut album. Okay, what, day, what, uh, what was everybody's top pick? No, everybody was totally different. Uh, yeah, what was your top pick? My top one was, uh, uh, was it, uh, oh, 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 Gilded <laughs> Palace of Sin. Ah, you fucker. That's going <laughs> to get us balanced, right? Yeah, because that would be my top, that was my top one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Gilded Palace of Sin. That'd be my. That would be my top and Pat, one. Pat, yours was what? Joy Division or number one? Oh yeah, another good one. Hey, uh, how were we? On no, was, I think it, I think it was Big Star, wasn't it? it was oh, Big, Big Star. Star. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Jim. Well, I did mine chronologically to avoid having to pick one first. But if I had to pick one, it's the first Ramones album. I don't remember what. Um, Dwight Yoakam's first album was was it Guitars Cadillacs? That yep. that that would that was on my yeah. list. Took the EP <laughs> and turned it into a full album. Yeah, yeah, that was on my list too. Man, that was a great first album. Um, it really was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I'm that's I only had them too. Well, that's good. All right. Well, that's good. How are uh, we on the profanity this week? Because you know we're on double secret probation. <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. I, I'm I'm just not going to worry about it. Um, because you know this is yeah I don't get yeah I don't give a fuck either. <laughs> uh, there you go, there you go. That's right. The uh, you know what happens happens, and you know if they're worried about if they're worried about cursing, they really should be more worried about COVID. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Uh, the, podcast uh, COVID is a is a thing. It is yeah, yeah. broadcast yeah. COVID. Uh, it's probably a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next week, guys, I've got a topic. And, uh, you know, one time we did one about uh, female bands, right? Well, this one is going to be female singers. Oh, I thought you were going to say stars. The greatest <laughs> female singers. And I know, I suppose that's sexist. Is that, is it no, sexist? No, because, no, because being a female vocalist is a thing. Okay, good. But if I so, were to say so, chick singers, that would be wrong. Yeah. So is even though that? Becca Bramlett says chick chick singers. Yeah, look, man, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, you know, just here's here's the rule of thumb. Whatever you can get away with. Oh, okay. okay. Well, there you go. So right. So uh so is this, uh, a, is this solo ahead, artists only or that was uh, band? just female singers if they're a lead, lead singer in a band or solo artist. It can be Linda Ronstadt or it can be Xene. It can be, you know, anything. 
And anybody that puts that could scene be, on there, I'm going to disown you. Could it be <laughs> Joan Jett? Joan Jett, of course. Could it, could it, could it or be, Sherry Curry. Could, yeah, could it be Maria McKee? Could be. <laughs> and in my list, it probably will be. <laughs> and Maria McKee will be like all five of mine. Right. Do uh, Thunder Road. Her version of Thunder Road. Her version of Thunder Road is my favorite. And, uh, only, only if she's covering New York Dolls and <laughs> Cheap Trick, she's got to do those two. Absolutely. And, and uh, Doug Psalm. Right. But anyway, so that's what we're going to do next week. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, we're going to say happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy Festivus. <laughs> it's a Festivus miracle. <laughs> <laughs> All that kind of stuff. And we're going to leave you with a great song by the band U2. Yeah, baby. And the main part in there is we're going to leave you, and we know you're happy and excited about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Christmas, baby, please come home. Sing it, hey, Mr. Bono. Just remember Say goodbye, everybody, everybody in, for now. Everybody out there in Internet Radio Land, we see you when you're sleeping. We know when you're awake. <laughs> We know when you've been bad. That's a comforting. Bad. That's a comforting. <laughs> We'd like to thank you for inviting us and for letting us into your home. We don't mean now. We mean when you're away. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like in, in the in the in the creepiest way possible. Right. Thank you for inviting us into your home. And if you see four weird dudes standing around the Christmas tree, it's us. <laughs> it's us. It, we're just yeah. looking. Just give us beer and cookies. If the to if the toilet seat is up and there's no beer left in the refrigerator, you know we've been there. <laughs> Yeah, don't worry about the Grinch. You've got these podcasters to worry about, and we may we may not steal your who your who hash, but we may steal your hash. Well, you we we want okay. Now this fine line, yeah, walk here is stealing it and smoking it. <laughs> it depends on what part of South Carolina you're in. Right? Um, yeah, I was gonna say that's got to be a geographical thing, man. Yeah, yeah. and uh. Hey man, uh, okay, we're ringing off. Best Christmas, yeah. best best rendition of a of a winter Christmas song. Buster, Buster Poindexter, baby, it's cold outside. Yeah, that's, that's mine. Okay, what's that's yours? What's yours? Billy Eli, Winter Wonderland. That's a good one, man. <laughs> Beach. Yeah, uh, you're both wrong. It's it's obviously Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. That's another good one. The only way that could have been better is if it were Thunder Road by Springsteen. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, Buff. You're up, man. Uh, you know, I'm gonna say uh, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town by the East Street Band with Bruce Springsteen. That, that yeah, that, and that's almost as good as Thunder Road. At least the artist is right. <laughs> You know what, man? No, we need to redo Thunder Road with sleigh bells. Okay, we're leaving now. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Have a good one. Quit calling me a ho. Bye. It's Christmas. Baby, please come home.
Christmas, baby, please come home from you two and the Kudzu Radio Hour. That's going to wrap up our Christmas edition of the Kudzu Radio Hour. Uh, want to thank our sponsors, as always, Springer Mountain Farms, fresh chicken, responsibly raised on family farms with none of the junk, no antibiotics, no hormones, just great chicken. All kinds of chicken products, and they're all good. Check them out online at springermountain.com, springermtn.com. Springer Mountain Chicken is healthier and tastes better, I guarantee you. Check it out. We also want to thank the Boxmasters rock and roll band, the Boxmasters, featuring our buddy uh, Billy Bob Thornton on drums and vocals, and our buddy J.D. Andrew on guitars and production, and keyboards and everything else uh their new album basically done by the two of them playing everything wrote all the music played it all it's excellent it's called light race and you need to check it out go uh go to their website at theboxmasters.com and look into it order yourself the vinyl album or cd or download and while you're there check out their online store for different types of merchandise, everything from shot glasses to ashtrays, all the essentials that you need in life. <laughs> That's right. It's all good, baby. We also want to thank Fog Out Cellars. Fog Out Cellars wine. You've heard me talk about it for years. And I will continue to talk about it. Roger and Linda Earl from the band Fog Hat. They have uh, wonderful wine. I love Pinot, I love the Pinot, I love the Pinot, but I also love the Chardonnay. They're both, all of their wine's good, man. What are you talking about? It's all good. And you can have it delivered to your door. I'm talking about UP, UPS will bring it right to your door, baby. Um, you can order it online. Go to foghatsellers.com, foghatsellers.com. Also visit the band website at foghat.com. That's foghat.com. 
Okie dokie, Smokey. Want to thank my partners again, as always, uh, Billy Eli, um, Jim Hemphill, Patrick Beach, for having fun with me today again. I thank all of you for tuning in, and we wish you all a very Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Festivus, <laughs> for all you Seinfeld fans. Happy uh, everything and a wonderful, wonderful wishing a happy and blessed and vaccinated, healthy 2021. How about it? Can I get an amen on that, boy? Let's go wrap it up. And my name is Michael Buffalo Smith, and I am out of here. We'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs>